Hi, this is Ricky Stewart. And if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, with Raider Nick. Not this rubbish with Flakey Blakey. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet coming to you from the filthiest storeroom hidden somewhere it's in the bowels filthy, of it's Civic. It's untidy. It's filthy. Somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we shall never reveal, shall we, Blake? No, but we... we... Gave away a fairly massive clue. We uh, did not. That was that was that was a smokescreen. It was a smoke train. And we are brought to you with the very dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders number one fan forum. Get online and get engaging with other fans, as well as the genuine cash money sponsorship of Landspeed Records. Come in and buy your vinyl, your CDs, your clothing, your posters from people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. Um, and we want to start this podcast. Well, I want to start this podcast by saying to Jared and Brittany Croker a great big congratulations for the birth of their Rory. And and Blake, you want to echo their sentiments? No comment. I so, just don't think people's private lives are relevant to the podcast. So let's just move on. Yeah. So Blake doesn't doesn't think that it, it's you know like of our longest standing player on our roster at this present stage that we should and captain we should say. Congratulations! Just a quick congratulations. Congratulations! You don't, think, that, you you don't think that's you appropriate. No, not the way you did it. <laughs> not the way you did it at all. It's like, don't you like kids or something? They, the, you know. Okay, I, this is this I, is getting like, boring. I'm just telling you, I believe the children are our future. This is getting boring. Teach them well and let them lead the way. All right. Anyway, the West Tigers game. Yes. So, after last week's podcast episode, Blake's was, well, no, well, no, no. Well, it wasn't so much Blake's dramas. It was about something else. But anyway. Um, I made a couple of calls, a couple of predictions, and we also discussed as to whether or not Ricky <laughs> listens to the podcast. Which cl- clearly he does. Absolutely. Clearly he does. And you may say that he thinks I'm a wombat, but... Oh, he knows you're a wombat. Clearly he respects my thoughts and my opinions, uh, because two things I suggested last week were... Jordan no, believe Rappiner, mm. coming to the side of the wing. Mm-hmm. It happened. Saliva Habili, more game time, get injected in the first half, last 10 minutes. It happened as well. So... I think Ricky respects my opinions. He takes them on board. Whereas with you, you're basically just a suck-up, a sycophant, and a yes-man. And, you know, he may tolerate you, but really he doesn't respect what you have to say because he's smarter than that, he's better than that. He knows if he just surrounds himself with yes-men and sycophants, he'll end up like Saddam Hussein or Gaddafi. And he doesn't want to do that. So, you know, good on you, Ricky. What I'd say about your two comments, it's monkeys and typewriters. Eventually, you give a monkey a typewriter, you'll get war and peace. Eventually, you give Blake an opinion. He's going to get one right. And in this case, he got two right. But don't bet on it again next week, people. Because you'll just be blowing your money. At least I get the facts right, though, which is more than can be said for you on this podcast. And... Is that right? You're supposed to be the expert and you sort of get quite a few things At wrong, what so? stage have <laughs> I ever said I was an expert? People, I've never claimed I was an expert, Okay. That's man. That's the cat. Well, that gets his left and right confused. It can happen. It can happen. Anyway, the West Tigers match just punch drunk. And and talking about punch drunk, we outpunched them. I think in the end, it was really brutal, wasn't it? I mean, the conditions sort of necessitated a a pretty direct game, and and Mm. the West Tigers went in with a very sort of obvious game plan to just sort of play rough and tough and boot it down our end and bashes and yeah. And chase hard and get off their line fast. And as they'd watched in the Knights do the week before quite successfully, and I thought that put that in. 
but I felt... Bomb, Chansey. Yeah, but, and, and he didn't drop one, so that was pretty good. He didn't get under one as well, yeah. but I, I thought... And his running metres were fantastic against the West Tigers. They were good. Uh, they so, were good. so he had a good match. Um, but I just had this feeling that at half-time we went in at 4-0... And I, I, we were lucky to go in at 4 But I wasn't quite sure they even went to the video for the, the last attempted try because not only was the guy's foot, you know, clearly out, but the pass to him was forward, like markedly forward. So They're not ruling on forward passes at this stage. No, but the referee should probably be calling them live, so should the touchy. So yeah. fortunately, Belinda Sleeman on that wing at least said, no, his foot's gone into touch and called that live, so that was good. But I just remember thinking the West Tigers have done everything they could. They've played about as well as they possibly can. They're only 4-0 up, and we haven't even played even close to as well as we can. And I was pretty confident we'd come back from that. But it was still clunky. Our attack, you know, the, the new rules came in. Uh, we saw the first game against the Storm. We thought, this is going to suit us. Up-tempo, Josh Hodgson, eyes up, running halves. And since then, we've yeah, we've looked pretty pretty rusty in attack so how well we're adjusting to the new rules mm. um, r- remains to be seen whereas the conversely we've seen the storm and go since then and also the roosters have really uh, looked very good so. they have they looked extremely sharp in these but I think people need to also remember that at the beginning of last season all throughout last season there was a number of wins where we all thought thank god that's over let's move on to next week isn't it great we got the two points? Oh, look, it's the, it's the hallmark of a good team is winning ugly, you know, and... And, uh, and we, we, there was a lot of matches last season where the Raiders won ugly, and people, because the end of the season, are conveniently talking about, you know, like, oh, we're not playing this, we're not playing that. But if you go back and, you know, like, go through last season at the beginning of it, we started off very well with three wins, but, you know, sorry, with one win, then we lost to the Storm. But the first round was against the Gold Coast Titans. That was good. Then we lost against the Melbourne Storm. Then we had a clunky home win against the Newcastle Knights, 17-10, which was not a pretty match. We didn't play pretty football. Um, Then we went and um, we had other matches where they just weren't that good. You know, we had the Broncos match at GIA Stadium where we only beat them 26-22, and we should have beaten them by a lot more, but we didn't play very good football as well. We lost to Manly in that horrid match. Um, When we went to McDonald Park playing um, Penrith Panthers last season... We won 30-12, but it was a street fight of a match. And it it really wasn't, you know, like anything magnificent, you know, that you actually looked at. And then, you know, there was all these other matches when we won 12-10 against the Canterbury Bulldogs. And you just thought to yourself, wow, that was two points we desperately needed. But, gee, it was ugly football. There was a whole lot of ugly football matches in that that get you to there. And and that's one of those ones where you wash your hands and say, the boys did what they needed to do and got over the line. Do we wish it had been easier? Do we wish it had been prettier? Absolutely we do. We all want to see pretty football. But what we really want is two points. Yeah. Well, two points are going to be very valuable because we've got a really tough... You know, we, we, on paper we had a, a good start to the season and now we've got a really tough... It doesn't get much tougher than what we've got, actually. No, it's, it's extremely Roosters, tough. And the, the Storm again, Manly, Parramatta. And the ta- turnarounds aren't crash hot either. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the upsides from the match, Jack Whiten again, um, that really physical style of play, up and tight <laughs> and hard running, really suits him. Um, because you, you can dish it out to him and he'll get back up and dish it straight back out to you. And I, I think the try to get us back in front was really that. It was like, I'm not taking this crap anymore. After Josh Reynolds took the dive, um, it was like, you know, I'm not taking this. And he just went through and scored a try. And I think that really reset Went through um, Chris Lawrence, who now has suffered the same fate as Benji. He's been dropped. Yeah, and yeah. it's supposed to be because, um, yeah, he let 
Whiten through on that oh. on that try. But I mean, Whiten can, did that against the Roosters in the grand final. He can do that. He can know? do that against anyone. I mean, you can't just blame Chris Lawrence for that. In fact, I think that's a dumb thing for them to do because they need his experience. Yeah, he might be getting on. It was Russell it. Packer and Chris Lawrence that he went through. Yeah, Russell, Chris Lawrence. Russell he, Packer. Because he's been around forever. Yeah. He's still like 31, interestingly enough, but he's been around forever. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a good a player. Lot, he's had a lot of... Uh, I've got a lot of time for him, but I wouldn't have dropped him in that side of this present stage, whereas man. Russell Packer's dropped himself, which made it very Russell easy Russell Packer will probably not play NRL again. I think he, he finally got a chance to come back. Yeah. And he's still on big, big money, but we shouldn't talk too much specifically about the Tigers. We should talk about No, we, we should. Ryan Sutton, again, played a really good match. Yeah, he did really well. He did you know, really well. Uh, was, re- was really happy with his performance. Came back, made every post a winner. I think it'll be... I mean, I know Ricky's talking about a rotation pro- policy. I can't see how you put Ryan Sutton out after that performance. I really can't. I reckon he, he just played great football, showed it. I was never quite sure why he wasn't in the side. I've been impressed with him since the moment I saw him. He gives you, he's an honest toilet, gives you good effort. When that late tackle was called from him on Josh Reynolds, you looked at that replay and I thought, can we use a captain's challenge on that? Because that was not a late tackle. Yeah. That was Josh Reynolds holding the ball up and suffering the consequences of it. Yeah. There was nothing late in that. And Chris Sutton, you've really got to ask how, you know, apart from the fact that his brother's the senior ref and his other brother's the, the head of the refs, how he go. actually got his whistle. Oh, maybe that's the reason. The vendetta against the Sutton family again continues. Well, Jerry Sutton's a very good ref, but Bernard Sutton's a dreadful head of referees, and Chris Sutton as a referee is a pretty good touch judge. Um, and that's where he should be. George Williams, again, I thought the opportunity he got when he put through that kick on Beautiful. the run, that was great. Well taken by Kotrick as well, though. It you know? really was, but it was there to be well taken yeah. by them. Uh, and I was thinking Well, that, myself, was, that I, was the 12-man, the, uh, the you know, yeah. 13 on 12 advantage. It was, but at the same time, I was thinking to myself... You know, ten years ago when I might have actually had enough toe to get there, I would have that would set up beautifully. Well, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a tricky one, isn't it? Sometimes playing the twelve against thirteen because you think there's this going to be a, a, a spare man and that should the try should come and quite often they don't. Yeah, yeah. And the other team actually lifts, you know, defensively because they know they're down a man. So you know, it's, it's good. It was good to get the points there. I think there, there was a, there was a bit of criticism um, came in for Curtis Scott during the match. Um, yeah, notably from me on Twitter. <laughs> he played a lot better in the second half. He did. And look, he did make a lot of metres out of our end. He took some tough runs out he of did. our He did. He does take tough runs. There's no question he's tough. And I really think the thing that people got down on is people are looking to get down on him at the moment. Um, but when he didn't take that bomb, which is a lottery ball at the best of times, and, yeah. and to his credit, he came round and tried to defend it after it came out of his hands. Like well, that, was the only, that was the only tried the Tigers scored here. that was the only try they scored but it's very easy to blame people for dropping balls people drop balls all the time Josh Papali dropped a ball in that match yes but we'll forgive him because it was just like so out of character I can't even remember the last time I saw him do that but so it does happen we'll but yeah, it's whereas like, someone like um, a Louis you know that was every week he was good for one of those and maybe that's one of the reasons why he's been air quotes rotated out of the side this week hi this is Sia Soliola why are you listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork? You should go do something useful instead, like helping people in your community. I was, look, let's get to the Manly game. I was very surprised to see um, Dynamis Louie out of the side. I, I, I thought, I knew with Hudson Young coming back that Ricky would want to put him back in. Shows the raps on uh, the team obviously have on Hudson Young that he's yep. straight back. He's yep. gone straight back in there. Yeah, and, and I think that's right. I um, mean, he's he's... He's very fit, yeah. You know, and I think that's a big that's a big part of it. But yeah, yeah. And look, he's keen as, and Ricky's clearly got big 
big raps on him, but I just thought Louis, you know, he's sitting there at 18th man, and I still won't be surprised to see him come back in. He won't come back in. Yeah, maybe not. Um, it, do you want to talk about the extended bench? No, no, we'll get, we'll get to the extended bench yet uh, soon. But, you know, the side... We'll, we we'll got... hold back on everyone's favourite segment of the show. We'll just, just keep them... Yeah, yeah, everyone. Keep them waiting. Look, the extended bench will come, people. Keep your pants <laughs> on. The extended bench will come. Uh, front row, Soliola, Papali and Hodgson. I thought Soliola's second half effort against the Tigers was noteworthy. I thought mm. he was really quite outstanding. Um, him and CNK and Ryan Sutton and, and Kurt Scott were doing some really good dirty runs and Saliba Herbili, which were really... My favourite player. Look, he's a nugget of muscle, that man. Nugget he, of muscle. He finds his front every time and mm. gets a quick pay the ball. Mm. And yeah, he's, he's he seems... When they changed the, the six again everything, he seemed perfect to yeah. me. And yeah, I'm glad to see that Ricky's come around, taken my suggestion on board and, and injecting Saliba in there. Because he's, Monkeys and typewriters. He, he, always, he always seemed to be the man that would always be the first one to drop off the bench. And yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I, was and I love him. I've loved, I loved him too. I think he's great. And also, this. too, if, if we do have four forwards on the, on the bench and then we do need to do a reshuffle somewhere into mm. the back line, well, then there's the, the possibility of Hodgson to go to seven or six, or whatever, and, you know, Whiten could go to centre, mm. and then Halevi could play dummy half. So it gives us that versatility still. It does, it does. Um, second row is going to be Whitehead and Tarpanay. Look, Whitehead, you can never fault him. Every match is as good as the last. He, he's just bloody brilliant. Yeah. And the day he turned up at our club was a great one. We love you, Elliot. Uh, Joe Tarpanay, look, he's got some stuff in him. He's got an error in him and stuff, but you know what? He's never boring now, Joseph. No, he played well. He played well. He has place, a red yeah. hot go. He, he's, you know, he's tough as well, and he's fast. <laughs> and, and and he copped an absolute that that one that he copped from Packer. That was old yeah, school, yeah. man. That was like back to the yeah, yeah, early nineties. Yeah. He was Just actually a, a bit lucky on replay, Packer, not to actually get sent for that because it was so he didn't clearly miss. he didn't miss. He was and third it, man. That's in. what he was going for. He was and third it's like, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. If that arm had just been a little bit higher away from his body, rather than just you know like a, yeah. a you know um, an upper arm jolt, which is what it was, if it had just been a little bit further out, I reckon he might have gone for that because it was it was fairly bloody keen. Um, Horsfer is back in the thirteen jumper after uh, being out for a week. Um, big red. He's been there, and he'll be noticing very closely the rotations that are going on at this present moment. Um, uh, then the back line, we've got Williams, Whiten, Scott, Crockett's unchanged. Rappiner takes the two jumper back. Kotrick's in the five. Nickel Clock's out in the one. The bench is Havili, Gula, Sutton, and Young. Gula was excellent against the Tigers. He's an honest toiler, our, our Emre, and he works hard. He's yeah. a big unit, but he's got a bit of a motor, doesn't he? Yeah, no, very good. Very good. Um, but then the big news is it, with Manly, and you know what? We hate playing them because they always get They're our bogey team. We lost them both times last year. They're and just an annoying pack. And of... the thing is about this game against Manly is you go, well, they've got some big players out and some really um, mm. dynamic players that I'm happy we're not coming up against in, yeah, yeah. in um, Sully and... Um, uh, Tapao. Marty Tapao. But... We've come up against Manly in the past when they've had players out or players like Turbo's gotten injured against us. They've still managed to beat us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They managed to beat us with Lachlan Croker in the halves. Was that last year or the year before? Yeah, that was last year in round yeah. seven. 
when, when he yeah. went on and DCE went off yeah. after Elliot Whitehead did his patented pull him back down and fall on his ankle. Table. Oh, that's right. So is it, so in that game, yeah, they were without DCE and, and Turbo was yeah, already that, out and, and they was, still managed to beat us. They did and that was after we sprung out to a 12-0 lead. Yeah, with Bre- they had Brendan Elliott at fullback and they had um, Lachlan Coker in the halves and they still beat us. So yeah, 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 we can never take Manly lightly. I believe the first and only appearance of young Jack Murchie in our side in that match and uh, he had... Um, the young, uh, the young hooker who's now out on charge at the moment, Fainu, yeah. just ran past him four times and set up so much damage because Murchie's defence around the ruck wasn't very good. And ultimately, that's why Murchie is no longer a Canberra Raider because he didn't play first grade again after that. Didn't yeah. get, didn't get it, in. It was the right to, that was basically... Didn't even make the extended bench. That was basically the end of the rotation policy. Well, that's when, yeah, that's, yeah. that's when Murchie went And out. also, too, because Hudson Young and Horsbred um, came on so strongly. Yeah. That the rotation policy was over, and they were just in the first grade team. But the Raiders, every week, and, and look, Sam, Sam Williams was was playing um, at halfback for that match as well. And uh, the next week, you found Aiden Caesar was back in, yeah. and Jack Murchie was we out. We were a better team than then, then, obviously, yeah. clearly. Look, I, look I, and I think that's the case. Um, but you know, they're they're. I think we are, and I think we're a more confident team, more composed. They've got Paseka in the, the front row with Fanua Blake, who is well known to us. I like Fanua Blake. Now, people get like upset him about him about the whole crybaby thing, but I, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was it up, theater. Princess. I mean, it's the whole thing about like uh, Cameron Smith and you know how everyone hates him, and we've discussed this before. I think mm. our good friend of the show, Dennis Canahan's mentioned as well. If he just owned what he was, just played the heel, yeah. we could accept it. But yeah, the yeah. problem with Cameron Smith, it's either this or that. But Fanua Blake, he's just gone full heel. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, not, he's not pretending to be anything else. It's like when Michael like Ennis gave us the Viking clap yeah. back in our face. It's like, we just have to suck it up. They won. <laughs> to the victor goes the spoils. Yeah. You know what? We might not like it, but sometimes you get it. Yeah, exactly. You can't be abusing a player all game, and then when they turn around, they could be a wave <laughs> again. What do you yeah, want them to do? The, you know, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, no, have to no, talk no. about it. you got to just Look, take and, it. And having said that, I hope he absolutely gets smashed in this game. And ha- of course. As a thing. But at the same time, I respect him. I think he's a good front row. They've got Levi at, at hooker, Danny Levi at hooker. Look, they probably wouldn't let Coruscant go if they knew Fano was going to go no. after the church dance <laughs> like he did. Uh, but Danny Levi, you know what? Um, he's, he's a good serviceable player and he knows his way around the ruck. Um, Curtis Siren is back from injury. Joel Thompson um, is in the second row. Jolly T. That, that's a great second yeah. row. Jolly T. Both of those are good serviceable players. Off to the players. UK. And then you got the superstar and, uh, and Jake Trebojevic at lock. Oh, you get, look, as much as, you know... It's traditional to hate Manly. You can't yeah. hate. You can't hate the the, the, the the Turbo Brothers. The Turbo Brothers are brilliant, and Jake and and, and um, Tommy are just awesome dudes as well. They're they're nice. And talking about awesome dudes, is my mate DCE. Now, there's a lot of yeah. hate goes around for DCE, but yeah. I've got to tell you, I'm not one of the people who hates him. He is a decent human, you know. And when I look at it, people dislike him. People get up him because he backflipped on the Titans. That just shows good judgment. <laughs> I mean, that's all that is. Oh, you backed out of the Titans? Well, you'd back out of the Titans too. It's like... If you uh, had any sense. <laughs> oh, you dodged getting the bubonic plague. <laughs> you bastard, you know. You don't see you lining up for it either. Um, he's got Dylan Walker, who's rocks and diamonds and loves getting into us. Yes, well, Dylan Walker's one that we really uh, cannot allow... Anything. Yeah. Well, we can't get upset by him because you know he's going to carry on. And oh, he's... and he's going to go after our man Curtis Scott because well, they've had Ho- And also Hodjo as well in that game against Oh, Bruce, I think so... Hodjo now knows now not to give him anything, not to play yeah. his game. But Curtis Scott doesn't. 
Yeah, well, I think Ricky will have a word with Curtis Scott. In, in fact, day. I think the last time those two played each other ended up with Curtis Scott punching the living hell out of Dylan Walker. Yeah, that was what they might have played each other. I guess Curtis Scott didn't play that many games. For no, he didn't. Last I, don't, I think this might be the first time. I'll have to look into it. I think this might be the first time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think this is the first time they played each other since that incident. There and you, you know, and I go back to that and I say to themselves, yeah, Curtis has a bit of a hot head, but Dylan Walker asked for it, and Dylan Walker got it. He deserved to be punched in the head. He deserved to be punched in the head brutally. I don't care that sounds like I'm Neanderthal. He picked that fight when it was calmed down and it hadn't gone to fisticuffs. He went around and picked it again to get the result that he got. And every now and then, someone needs to get punched in the head. And that was one of those times. So anyway, he's up. We got young Elliot in the, uh, the centre position because Moses Suley is out. And we got Brad Parker, the highly rated Brad Parker who I've seen compared in separated birth to uh, Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons fame. Yeah, right. Um, and I reckon that's pretty good. Now, Brad Parker, unfortunately, plays some pretty good football for a person that people routinely make fun of. Yes. Um, he's actually a lot better than people give him credit for. I know, for. I think so too. Um, so, but that's, that's, that's the, you know, that's the Hasler. Yeah. He has a way, he gets, you know... Squeezes blood from a stone. Exactly. Michael we, Robertson looked pretty crap when he was at the Raiders and he went to Manly and he was he great. He great. And then we've got uh, Ruben Garrick sitting out there in, on one wing and we've got Funa on the other wing because George Defoe is still out. We've got Tommy Draboyevic, um, obviously at fullback. And while he's there, while he's there, you have to say that the Manly Sea Eagles are never a done duck because he can score from anywhere. He's fast and he's pretty damn talented. And as we saw last year, when he was the centre partner to um, Jack White in State of Origin, he can pretty much play any position you put him yeah. in. And he, he makes not just a good fist of it, he makes a really, really great fist of it. The bit where I think they start getting a bit dicey here is um, when you actually go to the the bench for, for Manly. It's when they the outs start making them look a bit threadbare. Now, it... You know, it's not the end of the world what their bench is because, you know, Jack Gosieski, who's there, is the guy who took the inset try last year yeah. and ran away with it. And while we thought he was someone to, you know, aim at and, and target, he ended up doing some stuff. But you've got a few players there. You're just thinking to yourself, you know, you're a first game, you're a second game, you could come on and do something absolutely marvellous. But it also could come to the point where once the benches start coming into play, you start seeing a bit of a gap between the sides. That's certainly what I'm hoping for. But again, it's a Desi Hasler coach side. But they haven't been playing good football. You've got Lachlan Croakers on the bench. You've got Gaseski. You've got young Kepi who's on the bench who hasn't played that many matches, but, you know, has been around a little bit. And then you've got Morgan Boyle who's, who's on the bench as well. Who's, is that David Boyle's son? Or it, no? is, it, is, it is. It is David Boyle, okay. Um, who's a good player. Then... Are you sure it's David Wilson? Yeah, I'm almost positive. I, I can be corrected, and uh, our good friends at the Green Machine podcast, no doubt, will correct all the things that I get wrong. You know, but I'm almost positive it's David Boyle's son. I'm almost positive. It's shout David out to Boyle's Matt son. and Mike. Yeah, shout out the lads. Um, on our, you know, on our bench, we've got Havili, we've got Gula, we've got Ryan Sutton, and we've got um, Hudson Young. It'll be interesting to see how many minutes he plays. But now, the moment that we've all been waiting for. It's the extended bench. And on the extended bench this week, we've got Dinamis Louie, who, you know, has done nothing wrong to have his spot there in Jumper 18. Yeah. Bailey Simonson. Uh, some people might disagree with you, but... 
I, I look, I think he's. I think he's an honest toiler. Yeah, every he, side needs an honest toiler. He provides value for money, and he does a job. You know, we got Bailey Simonson in jumper number nineteen. He won't let you. The down unlucky, if he ba- in. the unlucky Bailey Simonson. Then you got the two players most likely to drop off in Frawley in twenty and Starling in twenty one. They'll be they'll drop out first. They'll drop out first. Yeah. You know, but the other guys will hang around. You know, and we might see a late thing. But for the extended bench, we've got Sibley. You know, he's played a lot of um, starting games for them. You know, so Sibley's a big unit. He he knows his way around. Um, you got Misiki, uh, Miski. Sorry. Um, you know. Are you just doing surnames? Are you avoiding the first names? Abbas Miski. Um, he's a winger. He's a 100-kilo winger, but he's only played three games at this stage. Two are for Foa, Sibley. Yeah, there you go. Now, this is the one. Huamoli Ola Kawa Atu. That's not bad. Yeah, it's, and I'm trying as hard as I can to get these pronunciations right because certain people have gotten lots of stick recently for getting them wrong and having a go and, and making fun. And we're, we at Blake and the Pork do not make fun We're professional. Of we're, yeah, we are <laughs> professional. We're the last word in it. Um, he's got wraps on him. He's a big unit. He can go through things. And, of course, we've got Caden Cust. Cade Cust. Nickname Custy. Deadly serious about that. And, you know... Not Custard. No, no, not Custard. Just Custy. <laughs> Custy. And, and he's handy. Um, so I could see Sipley coming in off that. Um, out of that. Possibly. And, look, on their bench, Lachlan Croker, he loves to play well against us. And last time when DC went out, he did play well against the score to try set another one up. So the matches ups of the extended bench. Last mm. week we gave the points to um, the Tigers. Who, who of the extended bench, if it was just purely a game of four and four, who, yeah, yeah. who do you see coming up ahead? Oh. Look, I, Kate I'm Cust has got a lot of first grade experience. I'm going to go Manly, even though I don't know really much about any of these players. Kate Cust had good numbers. We've last got a week. very purely on, on terms of size. We've got a very undersized extended bench. So no, nah, look, go. there's a lot of first grade experience there on our extended bench. I'm giving true. it to the Raiders. True. Yeah, giving that is true. Giving it to the Raiders. There's a that lot of first true. grade experience. Matt Frawley played quite a bit for the. Yeah, and Tom Starling played some for Newcastle Knights, and he's played one for us as well. And you know, he's a little fella, but yeah, he, he's very small. But he plays hard, you know, and he's there for a reason. Ricky wouldn't have him in and around the squad if he didn't value him. Yeah. He just wouldn't. He'd cut him loose. Um, you know, he's there. And he's Ricky's good... ruthless. We know that. He's not ruthless. He's, 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 he's fair. He's fair. He does what, you know, he's there for the club. He does what is necessary for the he's club. He's moved on from the whiteboard days. That was fair. Not one of the players he identified in that area got picked up by another club. In fact, you know, the reason Parramatta is going so well right now is because of the clean-out. It's <laughs> because of the, he cleaned the, the damn dirty job thing he out. had to do. But, and, you know, anyone who wants to hang around in the dysfunction that is the Parramatta boardroom, good luck to them. Yeah, I know. But, you know, know, Ricky's many things, and his major and thing congrats is... And what... you want to congrats people on having babies. How about congrats to Ricky on 400 first-grade games? Oh. You haven't even mentioned it, and you're his biggest fan. Am I his biggest fan? Just about. Yeah, I'm a big fan, there's no question. My number seven jersey, you know, my original 93... Number seven jersey has not one but two signatures on it. So, yeah. you know, I got it renewed. Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Then, now there's the talk of the return to GIO Stadium. Yes. Now, it's been mooted. The ACD government said, yeah, July the 3rd, the St. George match, you can come back. Now, um, what we've got now is whether or not the NRL is going to allow it. And I want to introduce a new segment this week called Oxtradamus, where I predict the future. I am predicting 
that the NRL will not go for a return on July the 3rd, and they'll give whatever reason they want, but really it will come down to the broadcasters not wanting to haul their gear down and spend money coming but to But this Canberra is the Stadium. whole point. So if it was if Channel 9 were involved, I could see the sway of Channel 9, Channel 9 making it not happen, but it's Fox Sports. And, and Fox Sports come down to Canberra all the time, whereas Channel 9 comes down as little as possible. And they're coming down to cover the Brumbies game. Yeah, which so is the really, next day. They don't, so have, they don't have a leg to stand on. Is the Brumbies game the next day? The next day on the 4th, Well, yeah. they're bringing down the gear anyway, so what possible excuse can there be? Well, I hope... Well, and that's the thing. I hope that would be the case, but then the next week, instead of being having the um, Storm Raiders at Campbelltown Stadium, it would be in Canberra, which would be ideal. And then the next week, of course, they haven't actually scheduled in where the Roosters and the Raiders match will happen, but you can safely assume it's going to be in Sydney because it's nominally a, a Roosters game. So it'd be very good for the Raiders to get back and be playing that Dragons match in Canberra. Although at this stage, it looks like it will be hand-picked supporters as opposed to everyone's in, welcome back. But I think it would be good because A, it rules out... Who's that. going to be doing the hand-picking? That's a very good question. But it will, it will have to be very, very careful. I hope done. I'm one of the handpicked supporters. Well, it I mean, depends. First of all, I, I, didn't get, first of all, first of all <laughs> I didn't get invited to the opening of the High Performance Centre. And, and now if I don't get invited to this game... And my official response as to why you know, I wasn't invited to that was because you were a wombat and you're too critical of the club. Yeah, well, you know. You know, and that, that's what it comes down to. But, you know, I, I won't be surprised at all if the NRL knocks it back. I hope you're right. I hope... I always, when it comes to the Canberra Raiders of the NRL... I always assume the worst, mm. and I'm rarely disappointed. So I'm still trying to be optimistic that we will get this because common sense says that we have to be allowed to play at home. Yeah. But, yeah, you never know. We started actually a Twitter campaign to get the game back here. So uh, if you're on Twitter, yeah, get back Blake in. and the Pork, get on there, retweet the tweet. Let's get it happening. Like I said before, the ACT government's 100% behind it. So they it's are. only really the NRL and... Uh, and the, broadcast. the broadcasters, and yep. you know what? What reason do they have not for coming an extra two hours down 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 the road to a bit of fairness? Um, but when you actually look at the scheduling, too, one of the worst things that's happened to us is Channel Nine taking back control of the scheduling in this. Because when you actually look at the turnarounds, you can't look at them in isolation. What you've got to look at is for each match, which side has had more time to prepare. And the West Tigers match, uh, the Knights, we'd had. Um, one fewer day to to prepare against the West Tigers it was equal sorry against the Knights we'd had one more day to prepare against the West Tigers with Eagle against Manly we'd had one fewer against the Eels we'll have one fewer against the Dragons we'll have one fewer against the Storm we'll have one fewer against the Roosters we'll have two days less on a five day turnaround against the Rabbitohs we'll have two days more Against the Cowboys, we'll have one day less. Against the Panthers, it'll be equal. Against the Broncos, we'll have one day less. Titans, it'll be equal. Dogs will have one day more. The Roosters will have two days less the second time we played them. Against the Dragons, we'll have one day more. Against the Warriors, we'll have one day more. Isn't it interesting, on both occasions we take on last year's grand final rematch, we literally will have two days less to prepare than That's our bad, opposition man. side. You know, two days less. And the first time we do it, we're on a five-day turnaround. So, you know, thanks for that. Thanks for that, you pricks. Um, I don't like that very much at all. And in fact, you know what? It grinds my gears, Blake. It absolutely grinds my gears. But do you know what else grinds my gears, Blake? You know what really grinds my gears? The halftime slaggers. 
So half time, we're four nil down. We weren't playing very good football. There I am on the. Are group. you trying to pick fights with more of our fans? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm there, right? If you don't like, if you don't want to hear the truth, people. If you don't want to hear the truth, then don't listen. If you just want to hear platitudes about what a wonderful bunch of people you are, that's great. But at half time. We had all these people getting on the Facebook uh, stuff Stay on the Greenhouse. Stay on Facebook. Stay on Facebook. They were, Facebook. They were on Facebook, Facebook, just absolutely slagging off the side, saying we're beaten and how rubbish we were, and writing the side off. You know, I'm not going to name names, but it was pathetic. You're pathetic. It's, it's, you, it's the same people that um, refer to Jared Croker as Crocker. Yeah, no doubt, Jared Crocker. You know, I just really, it was appalling. But. I prepared more to wear that because I was upset and a bit down in the mouth. And, you know, that comes through disappointment. I did actually text you really... half time and you assured me that we'd come back and win. So. I did. I said they'd play it as well as they could and we hadn't. So I said we'd come back. I did say that. Pork Stradamus once more. Um, but the one that got me the most was there was a couple of people on the Facebook for the Greenhouse coming out and saying they were so against the West Tigers and the, the Raiders taking a knee together. Um, in protest for Black Lives Matters after the match because they were making it political. And there was a little bit of scratching the surface that came out with the particular people there, there was only three of them, which just showed them up to be the vile, vile. You know, I'm one of these people who thinks we should have open dialogue about all sorts of societal problems and that if you, you can't label one group of people all good and another group all bad, you know, we need an open dialogue and debate. But these guys were just racists. And they didn't like doing it because they didn't care about what was happening. And the thing is, if you don't like it, take the thumper out of Bambi. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. But outing yourself in that realm, the best thing that happened with that was the moderators from the greenhouse came out and got rid of the dialogue and just, you know, took the oxygen away from it because it was really quite shameful. And it grinds my gears. It really grinds my gears. I, you know, I don't think... You know, I like to keep my sport and my politics separate. I really, really do. But that's not politics. That's just human rights. And, you know, and as I said to the people online at the time, you go up and tell Sia and Josh Papali, you know, to stop being political. Go on, go on, go do that. You know, make me happy. Go tell Jack Wine, don't be political. See how they react to that, you know, because that, that's just piss poor. And it, make, it grinds my gears. But there are also reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. One, two, three. And I've got some. You might have some reasons to be cheerful this week, do you, Blake? Shannon Boyd wants to return home to the Raiders. <laughs> is that a reason to be cheerful? Well, yeah, it is. Do you see? Do you see that happening? It's a possibility. It's a possibility. But I, I, I love Shannon Boyd. Yeah. Um, but the game may have moved on. May have moved past him. Yeah. May, but you don't, you don't see him in the black and yellow of the Mounties, perhaps. I mean, if he wants to come back to the Raiders, and you know, well, obviously we're not going to pay him six hundred thousand dollars a year no. to do it. No. But if he wants to come back, you know, I'd definitely have him back. Yeah. Well, it'll be in terms if there's if there's some sort of, you know, freight paid by the Titans or, you know, freight <laughs> comes back by... <laughs> Don't think that's going to happen. Minimum wage or whatever else. I, I'd, I'd, I'd happily have him back. But Look, yeah. reasons to be cheerful. We've got, uh, we got, what is it, 10 points out of possible 12 at the present moment? Or is yeah. it 8 points out I mean, of that's possible the thing. 10? that's the thing. I've said to someone the other day, you kind of think, how are the Raiders going? Well, oh, we're not going that great. We're second on the ladder. We're second on the ladder, and you know, Shows and, and we've got eight points out of a possible ten yeah. at this stage. It's, it's quarter a of the sign, season's gone. It's a sign of how high our expectations have been raised. Really, only in the last twelve months that you know we're winning ugly, and we we kind of feeling a bit dissatisfied about it. Yeah, so that that is a reason to be cheerful that we can play a whole lot better than we're currently playing. Uh, Ryan Sutton's return—that's a reason to be cheerful. He looked 
fantastic. And by the way, did you see the picture that George Williams posted of the two of them yeah. playing with their kids and their hair cut on Rhino Siren? That was just absolutely outstanding. Um, thank you to George Williams, who I know is listening to the podcast now, for sharing that photo of that magnificent hairstyle because, you know, I'm going to keep and treasure that one and put it up whenever I can. Um, Hudson Young coming back. Pretty cheerful about that. Love to see him coming back. Hopefully um, no more indiscretions. Yeah. Because um, I don't think we really want to see any more of those now. I think he's had two runs of that. Uh, you know, no one really, wants to see it. It just from anyone. Don't do it. Even once. No, that's right. Just don't do it. Please don't do it. Um, and the other thing is, apart from John Bateman, we're at full strength, and there's so much competition from the spots, which is you know this rotation thing that Ricky's got in. You know, it's just it's just great that we got all this competition for the spots, and you know hopefully we can start playing good football and start with this weekend against Manly. Yes. And, Speaking of John Bateman. Mm-hmm. The contract, it's still up in the air. What's happening? What's going to happen? Where he's going? Is he re-signing? Is he not? Drags on another week. Uh, interesting development. Isaac Moses, his manager, mm. has been deregistered by the NRL. Apparently, he still has a right to appeal that. He does. But he's been deregistered by the NRL. And he's deregistered because apparently he basically worked with one of his clients to hold information back from the NRL integrity. Yeah. It was, Tim, it was to do with Tim Manor. It was to do with... Uh, third parties and all the dodgy stuff that was going on at Parramatta and he encouraged uh, Tim Manor to, allegedly allegedly encouraged Tim Manor to actually no um, it's not allegedly it's subject to appeal okay, the well, NRL anyway, is saying that he did it he, he, to withhold information to lie effectively and then Tim Manor had a falling out with Isaac Moses as a number of his clients have um, and then came clean and said no no it actually didn't it did happen I was just told to lie to you which yeah. is why Isaac Moses is in trouble. So with Isaac Moses being deregistered, apparently there's an opportunity now for a whole bunch of his clients, two of which are Canberra, it's Josh Hodgson and John Bateman, to walk away from him. So what I'm proposing is mm-hmm. we take over his management. Really? Yeah. I've got a background in management. I used to manage an ARIA award-winning uh, hip-hop group. You work in the public service and do whatever it is you do in the public... We're not supposed to say you work in the public service, am I? <laughs> you work in the public service you do whatever you do we take over the management we do it for free we go back to the Raiders say look he's on 600 he wants 800 meet in the middle let's do 700 and sew up the deal we'll do it for free he won't have to pay any management fees so instead of getting you know the management taking 50 grand or whatever it is a year he's basically going to be better off and everyone's a winner yeah, we yeah. line him up a third party yeah yeah here's the problem with that got to get John Bateman to agree to it oh okay yeah we do but having said that, people, a third-party sponsorship for John Bateman could be a very useful thing. So if you know someone out there who wants John Bateman to come out and... and, and we could and, get him in here to help clean the storeroom. You know? Did you notice, conspiracy theories, did you notice that he wasn't in the change rooms for the big photo with Ricky Stewart? That's because he wasn't there. Yeah. They're only taking the people who... Now, are, this, is, this, is, this is what you would think. They're only taking the players... That, that haven't selected. just had surgery at home recuperating from they're surgery. They're only taking the players that are in the, the 17 or the 19 or whatever it is on the day. Yeah. Hudson Young was there. Why on earth would you take a person who'd literally just had surgery on a bus trip to Campbelltown and back? Does that sound like a good way to manage... <laughs> Hudson Young was there. Had Hudson Young just had shoulder surgery and was recuperating from it? Just saying, just putting it out there. I think you're in a complete wild goose chase. That's just a ridiculous thing to say. This is why Ricky thinks you're a wombat, because you say <laughs> stupid things like Fair that. Enough. 
Just put it out there. All right, just put it out there. Anyway, you have been listening to uh, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet. Um, I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And we'll talk to you soon. Blake and the Pork.